This station is being brought to you via Nullsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com, fandom has a whole new sound. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, my nice Roger, Roger. All Star Wars and direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca.
we jam its transmissions. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The coordinates right to him, it's pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. Hello and welcome to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom for this July 19th, 2005. I'm Brian Kierens, your host for tonight, and we have Danny sitting next to me, our producer. As usual, hello everybody. And tonight we have a great show for you guys. We have the topic of ranking the Star Wars movies. Yes. So we're going to be t- ranking all the uh, six films now that they're all out. And, as usual, we're going to have the Pulse collecting news, fan audio releases, and the community update. Yes, sir. And we can mention that uh, Sebastian is not here, for those who don't know. He I guess that's an early community update. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian is away in Toronto, taking a uh, vacation. He was at Toronto Trek this mm-hmm. last weekend. If we have time, we'll discuss about this with him, but we seem to have a couple of people to call, so yeah, <laughs> we, might have <laughs> we might not have uh, enough time to do so. so. So we will do it nec- during the next show, probably. Okay, so you, you can always contact us through studio at swendirect.com, our email address. You can reach us through the main page to gain access to our Star Wars on Direct newsletter, uh, our chat... Unfortunately, tonight we don't have a webcam. That's Sorry about that, guys. We're missing a PC. We're missing a computer, so we'll have to do without. And you can listen to us live. You can listen to our archives. You can catch our blog on StarWars.com. You can get our message board at TSFPN.com. You get it. I got it right, finally. <laughs> and you can get us on, Star on the uh, MSN Messenger, SWNDirect at Hotmail.com. And you'll be talking with me tonight yes. since Sebastian is away. Um, also, just want to remind you about our sound card crash, <laughs> unfortunately. We've been telling you for over a year now, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's crashing less. So knock on wood, it won't happen tonight. That's it. Uh, I yep. won't play uh, anything except the Stormtrooper Bob episodes. So okay, great. It should be okay. <laughs> okay, so we have a word from the producer, Danny. Yeah, basically, uh, at last we're available on iTunes. So if you want to add our podcast to your... Uh, Podcast, your podcast list. list. I know I have. Okay, uh, you go into uh, the podcast directory, go to art and entertainment, and uh, s- uh, the subcategory sci-fi. So uh, we should be uh, there with two podcasts available, which are a bridge. I got news just before the show that, unfortunately, Dix cannot continue with uh, the podcast because of his work. So okay. we w- will be. Making, uh, putting the all archive, the all all show, awesome. on podcast. So it will be a way for people who want, who don't work too lazy to download <laughs> manually okay. each uh, episode. They will be available oh, via great. the uh, the podcast. It should bring us more people, also. I think that's great. So um, last Thursday night, mm-hmm. I got advanced uh, screening tickets for the island. Oh, and I cool. saw the island, and uh, I have to say it's a fun flick, mm-hmm. but it's like it's a rehash of all the other, um, I don't know, futuristic 
kind of movies like there's some Minority Report mm-hmm. feels like that Blade Runner it's kind of like conglomerate of all those different ones if you've seen The Sixth Day mm-hmm. it's very much like that um, it's not bad it's just I was I saw a commercial for it today and it was like exciting and original not that exciting <laughs> it's, it's exciting yes but original no not at all not uh, original at all cool did you see any movies Danny? yeah I got the chance to see War of the World I was a little bit disappointed about the story because it was I didn't read the book so uh, I think it was too much running away from everything but uh, besides that uh, I thought that uh, Tom Cruise was an incredible actor in this movie besides all his Craziness, craziness uh, with the Scientology thing, <laughs> everything. He was he has a great performance in that, and the special effects are totally awesome. They're Very seamless. Cool. That's special great. effect because you cannot Can't really see them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's those it. are that's the best kind of special effects. That's it. Uh, like Batman, they don't yeah. show up too much. Also, I on another note, I just began the uh, Da Vinci Code. Which is How do you like it so far? Excellent. Oh yeah. I uh, I have read almost half in two days. So awesome. It's pretty good. And you, you uh, yes, yeah, yes, uh, you uh, have uh, to uh, talk uh, about Harry that. Potter fan. That's it. Um, so actually, there was last week there was some people got their advanced copies and been leaking stuff onto the internet. So I kind of had to, you know, turn shut away, it, shut, shut out, and okay. stuff. And so I got spoilers. <laughs> I found out oh, the two major things that you know you don't want to know mm-hmm. before, but I just kind of shut them out and said, "Oh, they must not be true," <laughs> and then they are true, and it's just ah. See, um, but we I can say that uh, they they tell why. Uh, don't say anything. No, no, I don't. Will not. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you gonna say? Uh, they tell why uh, Voldemort is, is that his name in English? Yeah. Why he hates Harry Potter and... Uh well, that was in the fifth book, actually. Oh, okay. So you find that out in the fifth book, but... Uh and I, I think there's another thing. Oh, the, the but there's somebody dies, but... Yeah, well, you kind of knew that was going to kind of happen. Okay. But um, what really like got to me was that in the other books, I didn't cry, and in this one, I cried. Oh, my God. I did, I did. It was, it was very powerful and emotional. I, I, it's not my favorite one so far... But I still I I liked it, I liked it, I liked it very much. There's and one left, and after I buy them all, oh, <laughs> and I be, I will only be read them one, one after the, the other. other. Yeah, oh, you're so. gonna I'm, I'm not gonna see you for a week. I'm sure. <laughs> it's just gonna be like one a day <laughs> going through them all. Maybe at the start. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you'll, you'll accelerate once you get to book three. It's just downhill from there. Okay. Book three I read in two days, four, five, and then six I read in a day and a half almost. Okay, cool. So, I'm going to just read off the people that are in the chat. That's it. We have 5287.8.org. The host, so that's Sebastian in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. In Toronto, we have Duker Duck, Ikasra, Frizior, Octavius Three, Raven, Shakespeare, and Tiger Claw. Oh, Tiger Claw, it's been a while. Yes, thank you for coming into the chat and participating with us. So, Danny, do we have any... uh, Anything else? No, we'll uh, begin right away. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. And welcome to the uh, 
I guess, this general news for today, mm-hmm. since I'm doing both segments. Um, there's a new exclusive wedge action figure that's available at StarWarsShop.com. It is the first time that we have a carded wedge, which, you know, seems strange, because everybody, one of, like, a beloved character. Uh, he's finally out, and you go catch him on uh, StarWarsShop.com. Um, for uh, Comic-Con news, we have some uh, Star Wars. There will be 12 more Revenge of the Sith figures this year, bringing the total up to 68. There are Tactics Second Wave will be released, uh, 30 figures in the fall, and then another 30 in January. So they're going to s- kind of they're set to release them every three to four months, so kind of like the miniatures game. Uh, and some people have been complaining that there aren't enough Darth Vader lightsabers on the shelves. Well... The uh, question of the why this... The w- plastic one? Yeah, the or plastic the Hasbro. The okay, plastic okay. Hasbro ones. And the reason is because for in, for Halloween, there will be a Darth Vader costume kit. And that's why Hasbro has been pulling them off the shelves. Uh, of course. Of course. So they you know, reserve stocks for that. Um, to the regret of many fans, the Unleashed 7-inch line will go on hi- hiatus after the three last figures of this year. I think this is horrible. I love the Unleashed. Yeah. They're so much fun. But they will be replaced by they'll be replaced yeah. by a two-inch unleashed battle packs, and they're going to be sold with four-figure sets, and they will sell for approximately nine ninety-nine. The first wave should be out in December, so look for those then. Um, there will be, but there will be replaced by uh, Sideshow collectibles who will make the no, uh, no, no, no that's that's different. That's okay, that's another part. Okay, uh, that's part of the Hasbro doll line, the twelve-inch dolls. Mm-hmm. There will be replaced. Has we're taking out, and then the sideshow side is going to take over that line. Um, also, there will be some exclusives. We're going to be getting a stealth clone trooper, painted uh, black and gray. That will be a, a super articulated target exclusive. Clone attack on Coruscant, and it's going to be uh, lots of clones. Super articulated? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> then there'll be a 10 inch Cinecast Darth Vader figure at Walmart. Entertainment Earth will present Astromech droids in a five pack. Kmart will have exclusive two pack. Uh, battle packs. Uh, the exclusives will fit. There will be other exclusives like uh, there'll be like uh, there'll be themes like separation of the twins. There'll be one in Baby Luke, Belogana with a Baby Leia, and that will be coming to Walmart in late 2005. And the uh, Star Wars shop will get the remote Darth, uh, not Darth Vader, R2D2 from okay. Japan. The Saga collection will continue. Uh, the Hasbro line. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue it. They're going to bring in more themes. They're keeping their same packaging, and they're going to be bringing stuff like the Battle of Carcoon, and they'll have Leia's Bush, Han Solo and Carbonite, Bib Fortina, blah, 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 and they'll have a Hoth one and a Tatooine one. So look for uh, themed waves. Okay. Um, not much else can be said other than what's an interesting fact is uh, there are going to be Republic Commando figures. Oh, so nice. fans have been looking forward to that, cool. and they're coming, but they haven't said any more than that. So, that'll be interesting. Um, from LucasArts, there is going to be merc- a more another Mercenaries title coming out. And there's going to be more Indiana Jones coming out. And they want to make those into their uh, other franchises, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, we'll be getting seeing those coming out from LucasArts. Uh, in miniatures news, because everybody knows I'm a big miniatures fan, um, we've gotten our first universe huge preview, the Tusken Raider on Bantha, and we learn more about its special abilities. Uh, we also have the Universe Preview 2, which is the Clone Trooper on Bark Speeder. So we're going to have the... Cool. They've already been seen at uh, C3 and other conventions, and they're really awesome. <laughs> so, also, we have an official release date, which is August 19th. 
I was at my I was at my uh, favorite game shop today with my brother. We were buying miniatures, and I asked if we could if I could pre-order, you know, a case of uh, huge. And the I couldn't basically because the prices haven't been released yet. So okay. we don't know how much a booster is going to cost. So we can't determine cases and stuff like that. So, but we're going but anyway, we're getting it August nineteenth. So don't worry, we'll have them. I think that's uh, right after Gen Con or right before. Not sure. Anyway. We also have uh, the X1 Viper Droid, which is a fringe that's huge. It is awesome. It has shields, a mounted weapon, and oh, it's just amazing. Th- that's in Dark Empire, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's why cool. it's fringe, because the Rebels use it and the Empire use it. Okay. So it's going to be a very, very strong... Uh, motherfucking. Yeah, motherfucking, <laughs> basically. And it's uncommon. So you're going to be getting, you're going to be seeing these guys around. Um, we also have a clone trooper figure, which will be the elite clone trooper. So we're getting a new clone trooper, and he's going to be a little bit stronger. He's going to have uh, 20 hit points, 14 defense, plus 8 attack, and 20 damage, and he'll be 11 cost. And of course, he's going to have the Order 66. And he's going to be common, which is kind of strange. So we'll see how that works out. And that's it for the uh, new Star Wars news for this week. Okay, you don't mention the uh, what they mentioned at Comic Con or not no? everything. Okay. <laughs> okay, in fan audio news. First, we have the firsthours.com hyperspace audio cast. Which was in three parts. The first part is the Comic Con Star Wars Spectacular hosted by Steve Sansweet. I'll mention quickly what it was about. They showed the eight minute ILM before and after uh, what they shown at uh, C3 mm-hmm. right after the. Uh, oh, that was really cool. Okay. Uh, after that, they, they showed a video of the Letterman Complex, the new home of Lucasfilm. Very cool. They also, they also uh, did a video game update. Uh, they mentioned the new indie game, Battlefront 2. They, show, uh, they showed the trailer of Battlefront 2 uh, and a trailer of Empire at War also. They also mentioned, uh, not mentioned, but shown a Star Wars animation video. So uh, basically... Uh, the Boba Fett in the holiday special, uh, Ewoks, droids, Clone and Wars. Clone Wars, and he uh, he closed down that part with the mention that the uh, the TV animated series should be out in fall 2007. It will be between episode two and three in the Clone Wars, and it should be uh, an Asian anime style, but in 3D. Interesting. Like uh, Ice Age or something like that. So this should be cool. Uh, it should be an action drama. So that's a good thing yeah. <laughs> for a comic. For a that that what should be it. Uh, after that, the he did something like a hiring presentation for the animated series. He mentioned that we need some some. Uh, People, to, we need to hire people. Blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> send us your resume, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> After that, they had a, uh, they had Matthew Wood uh, as a guest. So, uh, 
Steve in, uh, interviewed him and he, he had the vocabulator, the program that made the Grievous voice. So awesome. So he, he did some liners with that. He did the Star Wars song, Star Wars, no, <laughs> you know. The and he also did the I am your father <laughs> with the Grievous voice and also the Disney, the Disney, the Walt Disney song, you know, when you wish upon a star. That's so goofy. <laughs> Uh, he also made the the DVD announcement, and he showed the, the, uh, the menus. No, not the menus, but the scene with Mon Mothma, the 2000 ah, edition. He, cool. he, he shown the scene, uh, which is the bird basically of the Rebel Opi- uh, Alliance. They also showed in the first uh, audio cast the the film, not the film, but the 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 video, the journey, which is in two part, also available. On Star Wars uh, Hyperspace, uh, you should download it. It's like a, a roundup of the l- beginning at the last scene film for Revenge of the Sith. True, they show people at celebration and uh, all the premieres. They show uh, from the inside of Lucasfilm. Cool. It, it's cool. Uh, and then uh, as the second part of the video they showed also. After they mentioned the Q and A. Uh, one of the questions uh, was asked uh, if the DVD six-pack will have some changes in it from yeah. the, uh, and uh, since we said it, there will be probable change, uh, there will probably change some things. We'll Motherfuckers! <laughs> that, that's for the uh, the final, not, not pro- probably not the one that's coming out this November, but later. Eventual. Yeah. So there will probably be uh, yes. so basically just buy the Revenge of the Sith DVD and wait. Yeah, <laughs> basically. They also mentioned that uh, the Star Wars Encyclopedia from Saint Sweet, uh, the second version, is in project, but nothing really. Uh, it's in the pipeline. Yeah, that's it. Uh, where did I put uh, 3D? Okay, no, that's another thing. Uh, uh, somebody asked if the Star Wars weekend would come to Disney on the West Coast. Yeah. And uh, since we basically said it's not in our hands, it's basically Disney who decides. So uh, if people want to have a Star Wars weekend in uh, California, you have to uh, email Disney or do some pressure on them. Uh, They mentioned the live-action series will be after the animated series in 3D. So it's going to be later. Probably yeah. that's a basically a bad news. But they will wait and to see how the 3D uh, series work. And they also mentioned that they n- they're not sure of the time frame yet. No, George Lucas said between episode three and four. Since we said we're still looking, yeah. So we'll see. I have a quick update. Go. Since the Castro wants it, there's a new un- new universe preview. New that universe huge preview. The Young Jedi Knight. You can check it out on Wizards. Okay. From the New Republic faction. See, it's live. It's <laughs> cool. happening as we speak. Uh, they also mentioned that there were no IMAX. Uh, there are no talks for IMAX version of the film. Well, of in course the not. Of, of upcoming uh, years. Uh, the DVD of Clone, the second uh, volume of uh, Clone War on DVD will be available by the end of the year. I think we ma- we mentioned on the last show the date. I'm not sure. But they basically said that since uh, before the end of the year. Uh, 
nothing on the radar for the audio dramas of uh, one, two, and three, episode one, two, and three. So nothing is there. They they don't think the market is is definitely right yeah. now. And extended edition of DVD, no. Okay, after that, part two of the audio cast. <laughs> There's two parts of it. There's three parts. The, the, sec- the second part was the Star Wars publishing panel, which include uh, No Sense Suite talking about uh, the com- uh, up- upcoming books. They have some. They had some technical problem during the the, po- the not the podcast, the audio cast. We have to call it the audio cast. Also, the the, the third part was the Star Wars Dark Horse panel. Okay. So they're complete so it's from start to end of the panel the spectacular is one and a half hours Jeez. so you can download all that on hyperspace audio cast uh, basically my comments about the audio cast it's it's a cool addition to hyperspace but for the spectacular it should have been a video instead of an audio cast but since most of the trailer and video are I think I have a problem with it though with, oh. it, with the audio cast with mm. this audio cast it's not free yeah you know? <laughs> I also all my podcasts are free. Yeah, I have it. not paid for a podcast. Mm. And also during the publishing presentation, uh, they had some technical problem. They should have edited out that part and cut the blanks. Also on the two panels, uh, where am I now? Okay, uh, not the spectacular. Uh, we could hear the we couldn't hear the fan question, only the answer during the Q and A. So that's yeah, uh, that's not a good thing. Uh, that should have been taken into consideration. Uh, the trio you cast was recorded from somebody in the audience, probably Pablo and his acolytes or something. Yeah. So uh, we heard the, the we uh, we heard the crowd and everything. All in all, it was a good first audio cast. I suggest that for the upcoming audio cast that they put more effort into the sound quality. I think plug the console in and record from that. Uh, oh I yeah, they I have a I shitty sound quality. Yeah, no, no, but it's basically recorded from the the, the audience. So it's kind of crap. Yeah, if like you said, we're paying for it, it should have good quality. Yeah, yeah. but like I listen to, you know, like uh, one of my favorite podcasts is the Battlestar Galactica one, mm-hmm. where the executive producer watches the episode and talks during the whole thing. Cool, and it's free. I, it's it like a director's cut. Uh, it, it's like audio. Com- it's like the audio okay. commentary from a director or something. From it's each great. episode. That's, yeah, it's great. Uh, also, well, basically, other uh, audio news: the Sci-Fi Podcast Network news. Uh, three of the three of TFSPN shows are nominated for uh, the Podcast Award: Slice of Sci-Fi, Radio Adventure of Dr. Floyd, and The Force.net. If you want to vote for those three podcasts, go to podcastaward.com. Unfortunately, we're not listed in that. We're basically not a podcast, I think. <laughs> not, not. We're very new. Uh, so we've been doing it for longer, though. Yeah, we've been doing it since before podcast was around. That's it. Uh, there's a new TFN podcast out. Uh, it features uh, an interview with Michael A. Stackpole, the first yeah. of three parts. Roni's own radio number three from Jeff Roni uh, will uh, uh, is asking the question during the episode: What does Gay Pride Festival and Christian Church have in common? Very controversial. Yeah. If people are interesting, interested. Uh, there's two new shows that should be premiering in late 2005 or early 2006. Star Wars shows. Uh, two more. Wow. <laughs> the first is Galaxy Watch Radio, a radio show by Justin Omaniki that is meant to focus on Star Wars galaxies. So probably news from the inside. 
of the uh, Galaxy's Universe. The second new show is Star Wars Bookies from Brander Abiki. Star Wars Bookies will be a show focused on reviews, discussion, and commentary on Star Wars book. The first episode should air in mid-August. And the big announcement is the Razor's Edge Audio News. Razor's Edge, which is Nathan Butler's production, uh, seems to... Uh, be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Nathan announced last week that the future of Razor's Edge Audio, a future of closure. First Other Voices series of four episodes will end March 1st, 2006. Fan Audio Made Easy uh, fame uh, should run for 24 episodes episode or maybe 48. So that's uh, one or two years run. And the bomb... The end of Chrono Radio, yes, Nathan decided to end his popular bi-monthly show on April 2007 and will conclude with a special edition re-release on the 5th anniversary of the show. This last episode will do a retrospective of the series. Sometimes people need to move on and I think this is a wise decision considering his very occupied normal life. Exactly. And I will probably do a comment for him... Uh, for the last episode. That's one of my plans. And uh, I just added the future of Star Wars on direct. You know, we never know. As soon as I uh, leave uh, I leave town, it will be up to uh, you and Sebastian. If not, Star Wars on direct will. I probably also. switch it to a, p- a pure podcast, though. <laughs> pure podcast? Pure podcast. Cool. So that's basically it. Next is the community update. Okay, in events, George Lucas uh, is to be a keynote speaker at SciGraph 2005 conference. Uh, the world-renowned director, producer, and screenwriter George Lucas will present the SciGraph 2000 keynote address. Uh, it's entitled George Lucas, a keynote Q&A with the father of digital cinema on August 1st during the 32nd International Conference on Computer Graphics and Interactive Techniques. It's from uh, July 31st to August 4th in Los Angeles. Also, Wizard World Chicago, August 5th to 7th, 2005, at the Donald E. Stephen Convention Center in Rosemont, Illinois. Special Star Wars guest presentation by Steve Sansweet, head of fan relation at Lucasfilm. Probably uh, the same thing that uh, we had in uh, Comic-Con. Yep. I can imagine. Guest of honor, Jimmy Lee and Frank Miller from uh, All-Star Batman and Robin. Special guest Andy Allett from Angel and Evangeline Lilly from Lost and of course Steve Sansweet. Also at Caldrecon 2005 Chewy, Boba and Maul. Peter May, Chewbacca, Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett and Daniel Logan, Boba Fett and Ray Park. Dark Maul will be guest at Caldrecon 2005 which take place August 12 to 14th in Denver, Massachusetts. That seems like a s- Harry Potter convention. Caldercon. Caldercon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, basically. So, what's next? We have uh, our Stormtrooper Bob number four. Yeah. Vengeance. Danny, would you like to get us into Stormtrooper Bob? 
yes. number four. And we'll be right back with uh, fan comments. Our comments first. And then fan comments. And then fan comments. Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. The Adventures of Stormtrooper Bob, Episode 4, Vengeance. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, on Ithamar 3, Rebellion was growing. The Imperial Intelligence was sending teams of saboteurs to destroy the weapon caches. Stormtrooper Bob and his squad were sent as decoys to one of those caches. Through a twist of fate, the commander team acted as decoy and Bob's team infiltrated the base. Not knowing that they discovered explosives, they used them as sports equipment. With the expected result... How did we survive? Most of the explosion was directed toward the ceiling and away from us. What? How did you know that? Well, I had an uncle who always played with explosives. What happened to him? Well, he lit a fart in his workshop and blew up the house. Hey, where's that droid ICU-2? Right here, sir. I believe those were thermal detonators you were throwing around. I'm gonna kill you, you floating piece of garbage! Stand down, Angus. We're gonna need him to get back to base. Hey, did anyone notice that our armor is destroyed, eh? That's great! Now how are we supposed to get back to the base in our knickers? Well, I don't see a problem. Ah, you wouldn't, you, you poofta. Let it go, Angus. This isn't helping. Well, I, I guess we could walk. Could we stop by that warehouse? I need a drink, eh? Sure, let's go. Maybe we could find some clothes. I could use a stiff belt. Why, you don't have any pants, eh? You want to see tomorrow, you Meldorian gug handler? Hey, take off, you fat slob. Okay, knock it off, you two. I see you two. Where is that warehouse? Down one block from here. Okay, let's move out, boys. That's it, eh? That's it, eh? You sure? Oh, yeah. I never forget a warehouse full of loam, eh? I see you two. Confirm position. This is the correct place, sir. Good. Let's sneak up and put Lewis through the window again. Good. I get first drink, eh? No. Then you open the door, Lewis. Oh, you're no fun, eh? Good. I'm tired of running around in me skivvies. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying it. Come on. Let's get going. Angus, get him in there and then watch his back. What, and stand out there in the street in me underwear? I'll probably be arrested for indecent exposure. Well, you meet the requirement for that. Now, hush up and get out there. What is taking so long? He's been in there for five minutes. Well, let's go find out. Angus, what's going on? I don't know. He's been in there for a while. I see you two. See what's happening. Yes, sir. Sir, I believe Lewis is intoxicated. In five minutes? Test results are a blood alcohol level of 0.7. Angus, get Francis in there. 
Sure, just because I sneak out of a few windows, now I'm the expert. Ah, shut up, you whining Nancy boy! Well, this is the last time I go through a window for you. Alright, I'm in. Open the door, then. Louis, what are you doing? Oh, hi, Bob. How you doing, eh? Oh, I was just making sure this loam here isn't poisoned, eh? Well, you're still up, right? Sorta. Alright, hands up. Hey, what's this? I asked the questions here. Now, hands up and assume the position. Hey, I've played this game before. I can see the recruiting poster now. Join the Stormtrooper Corps and run through the streets in all your glory. Shut up, Angus. I hope we get out of here before morning. That man is eyeing me. Perhaps I could introduce you to him, eh? That is not funny. Knock it off, Lewis. If it hadn't been for you drinking all that loam in five minutes, they wouldn't have arrested us for public intoxication. Well, it was your idea to go running through the streets in our boxers, eh? No, it wasn't. We got our armor blown off. No, but it was your idea for breaking and entering and trespassing. And if you could have gotten through this window, we would have all had to stand out there for five minutes in the cold waiting for Lewis to get himself drunk. So why are you so ticked at me? We should be mad at that lieutenant, eh? If it wasn't for him, we would have never been put on this rock. That's not the point. Point is, my first chance of being a leader, and I get us arrested. Don't sweat it. I've been arrested a lot, eh? They give you a free meal and hose you down. Yes, that's them. You sure? Look, I know Imperial traitors when I see them. You will release them to me at once. <laughs> Guys, I, I think we're dead. What are you going to do with them? We're going to grant them a full pardon and then release them. You idiot, we're going to execute them. You will remand them to my custody immediately. Okay, put these binders on. Good luck, Lieutenant. Please, sir, we didn't intend to get arrested. No problem, Bob. By the way, great job on detonating that building. Uh, what do you mean, sir? Well, you accomplished your mission, evaded capture in a creative manner. So, to top it off, you've been granted a field promotion to sergeant. Oh, wow, that that's great. Fine, fine, that's just dandy. But what about the rest of us? Well, you've caught the attention of some very important people. Your new squad designation is now STB-1. And uh, you've just been transferred to the best job in the galaxy. And what would that be, if you don't mind my asking? Well, uh, you've been, you're being transferred aboard the Vengeance as Darth Vader's personal shock troops. Will the squad survive as Darth Vader's personal shock troops? Or will they join the endless ranks of dead Imperial stormtroopers? Tune in to the next episode, Boarding Party, of Stormtrooper Bob! This episode of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by Sasha's Sheer Skivvies. The next time you want to impress a police sergeant, remember us, Sasha's Sheer Skivvies. This episode of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by www.jedi-talk.com. 
the voices of Bob, I see you too, and Luther Nice were played by Eugene Cash. The voices of Angus and the narrator were played by Ian McCormick. The voices of Stormtrooper Lewis, Stormtrooper Francis, and the police sergeant were played by Mark Henderson. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Stormtrooper Bob. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, nice right. Roger, roger. All Star Wars and Direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. I'm your host, Brian Kearns, and we are talking Star Wars rankings of the films. So we're going to rank them all the way up. First, I'm going to start with a uh, listing the people that are with us tonight in the chat. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, 5287.8.org. We have Sebastian in Toronto. We have Duke or Duck, Dinoth, Edna, Ikasra, Frizior, Octavius Three, Shakespeare, THX1139, and Tiger Claw. Thank you for being with us and participating in the chat tonight, guys. Thanks. So we're going to go straight into our sub- main subject tonight, Danny. Oh, yes. We are. So, Danny, you're going to have to explain to us how you ranked yeah, the Star it. Wars movies. I basically... I, I won't go into detail why I put this movie up and more than others, but I basically took the main ranking I had in my mind at the start and then I decided to rank it depending on different type of information so I ranked it uh, for characters, I ranked it for storyline, I ranked it for action, and I ranked it for dialogue and finally I ranked it for special effects so each position had uh, the equal number of points so after Cumulated all, I add the another ranking, something that I was uh, I didn't expect basically. So you had so your like, cumulative, you had your first like emotional response. That's it. And then you had like this mathematical, logical, r- rational response, right? That's it, basically. So my original ranking was uh, Empire Strikes Back in first, A New Hope in second, Return of the Jedi in third. Revenge of the Sith 4th, Attack of the Clone 5th, and The Phantom Menace 6th. After, uh, I won't go into detail about how I ranked for character, storyline, action, dialogue, and special effects. You, you uh, people in the chat can 
play with that and just see how different their emotional ranking is from the so mathematical ranking. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the lowest score would be the best. The best. That's it. And then, uh, so what did My you My final mathematical <laughs> ranking was Empire Strikes Back 16, Revenge of the Six of the Sith. 16, so it's equal at first place b- between Empire Strikes Back and Revenge of the Sith, which is surprising to me. I didn't okay. ta- uh, think that Revenge of the Sith could slip in the original trilogy. <laughs> top okay. My first top uh, three. Uh, second, third place, because there's a tie at first. Uh, second place, Return of the Jedi. I was very surprised by that because I, I al- always thought that A New Hope was higher for uh, emotionally for me, but it's almost equal to Return of the Jedi and you hope with 20, so it's one point difference. Yeah. So it's almost tied in second place. After that, we have uh, Attack of the Clone in 25th with 25 points, and The Phantom Menace dead last with 30 points. Ouch! That's pretty harsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, have to say. I was in the car with my little brother today, and I was thinking about it, and I got... My Miss News was all ready, so I was like, How, what am I going to say tonight? I have to say something. <laughs> so, I, I, so, I, so I asked my brother, who's, who I've raised as a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and who's nine years old, and I asked him, you know, how do you rank the Star Wars movies? So he said, you know, I really... He, he, he put Return of the Jedi in top place. For him, that's right up there. Then, right, then the second one is... Revenge of the Sith. Then he put Empire Strikes Back. At first, he wasn't sure, you know, where to. But Empire Strikes Back is still pretty damn good. He mm-hmm. thought, you know, so he he flipped around there, and then he said, then it's four, then two, then one. So he wasn't too hot on the last three, which is, or the last two, or the you know episode one and two. So, and then I came to the conclusion that actually, you know, ever since I've seen Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Because th- it makes the end of Return of the Jedi so much more powerful after you've seen Revenge of the Sith. You understand everything. Anakin's fall, and, you know, he loves his son, and, he, oh, gosh, I think it was great. <laughs> I, then, I only watch A New Hope uh, since I saw Revenge of the Sith. So. I, I, watched, I watched it, and then I watched the end of Return of the Jedi, just, you know, because I knew it was going to change how I saw it. And then I watched, and then Empire Strikes Back, because it's, it's just a great film. And then Revenge of the Sith. And then Tide is episode 4, episode 2. At last? No. No. Because they're still good, but, I don't know, they lack something. Like, I, I find that they, I find that Empire, uh, no, sorry, A New Hope lags a bit. It's a bit slow. And I don't like being on Tatooine. <laughs> I just don't like being on Tatooine at the beginning. It's not, I don't know, I, I find it boring. It's not Star Wars? It's not that it's not Star Wars, it's just that I don't know. I just I find it dragging kind of boring. Along. It's dragging along, and I, I don't really care about the droids that much. Okay, it's a good film, and I understand why he does it, but I just don't like it. Cool. And Attack of the Clones, it has problems in the dialogue, and you know, little inconsistencies. And the love story is kind of boring. And then there's the Phantom Menace, which is dialogue is horrible. The action is good. The story is fine. It's just Anakin mm-hmm. who pisses me off because he's just kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surprisingly. In the action category, I put Revenge of the Sith at first, because well, there's yeah, a freaking lot of action yeah. in that. And Empire Strikes Back is last. There's, a, there's no action. There's but action, but it's, it's, it's not more the main focus. It's not character development in Empire Strikes Back. And the 
revealing yes there's a cool duel and uh, a chase in the asteroid but it's not uh, there's not as much action as the other films so I would have put in A New Hope at the last last for action because the action is lame <laughs> like it was great when it was there but it's, it's kind of like looking back at it it's, it's fifth so yeah it's I know that's why I'm thinking that's why I'm looking at your rank and I'm like mm. I'd put the Phantom Menace a little bit higher I feel uh, like the Phantom Menace had good action. The pace, it hit the action beats yeah, uh, right I, at the no. right moment. You, it, it had action beats. My take is it's basically while. the duel at the end and the pod race. That's only the boat yeah, but thing that so I like. Yeah, but seeing the Jedi just slice through the droids and you kind of get that feeling, wow, the Jedi are unstoppable. Mm. I think that's where that's what one of the points that you needed to get across in the Phantom Menace, the Jedi are arrogant. They can do anything. <laughs> they're killing these motherfuckers. That's it. And, and they're not even trying. Mm-hmm. You see, you see Qui Gon Jinn just waves his fingers and like droids shatter. Yeah. That's like that's what they're trying to get across. And basically, special effect, I put them in reverse order of when they were when they were released, released because that's it. So we have to. Uh, so so are we going to call? Uh, yes. Just gonna. Ten. So, Talk we're a gonna bit. have a exciting subject for you guys tonight, and we're gonna be calling our good absent host. Because who else would we call when we need a lot of hot air? <laughs> There we go. Hi, guys. Hey, Hi, Seth. How you doing? Fine. Good you? Very good. We're actually cutting the volume so that we don't get any feedback from you guys. That's great. Oh, cool. So, I see you're holding up pretty good without me. <laughs> I think we're holding up pretty damn yeah. well. I- I'm going to have to be very careful not to go in, uh, in vacation too often. <laughs> Might get rid of you. You, m- you might just I'll uh, have to be very careful Brian is looking at your spot right now <laughs> It's comfortable <laughs> You've made it nice and comfy It's nice and warm Alright I-, I just wanted to mention to the folks That uh, the webcam was actually on It's the, uh, the, the host Toronto webcam Okay <laughs> and, and don't worry Danny I'll put something really nice on it For the rest of the week Cool Okay good So it's not <laughs> like your ass or anything? No it's, it's, it's not my blue balls either Okay oh. I, I promise you that Okay great um, In terms of the of tonight's subject I just wanted to say Well you know it, it, It's really hard when it comes to Actually rating which Star Wars movie is the best uh, Me I really went with like Mostly emotional impact of each movie And what they actually taught me and how they, they made me advance in life mm-hmm. and Jedi would actually have to come in first place because that's the movie I mostly grew up with and it really changed my life because of that mm-hmm. uh, then comes of course Star Wars New Hope which was the first one and then comes Revenge of the Sith and after that it's all the downfall from <laughs> the clone to Empire and the Phantom Menace you didn't like Empire? Empire wasn't bad but uh, it's it's okay to me. It's not the best movie ever. Everybody keeps on telling on, on saying, well, you know, it ends badly and it's really dramatical and all that. But in my taste, I I'd much prefer uh, Jedi and Star Wars to Empire. You like happy endings. I like happy endings. <laughs> Every time. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's it. Cool. Uh, we won't go into detail about T Trek. We'll keep that for the next episode. That's right. I just want to say that uh, there will be uh, an album up, most probably not before the end of the show because dinner's served here and we got to go eat. But uh, I promise you guys I'll post something in, in the tsfpn.com forums so you can actually go see what I did at T Trek this past weekend. And uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the fact that uh, we had very much fun. And uh, Danny, next time around, you got to give me that damn banner so I can haul it around. Banner? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You keep on doing a good job that you were doing, and I'll talk with you next week when we're going to be interviewing Jonathan L. Bowen. Yes. For anticipation. The real life of the real life story of episode one. Yes. That's right. See you. See you later, Seb. See you guys. Bye. Bye. So I just got a uh, message from Dar- Darth Octavius. Okay. He has given me his list. So we have uh, Sith, Jedi, Empire, Clones, Menace, and Hope. Interesting. Cool. So we will be calling Shakespeare right away. So, Danny? Yes? We've heard some people have been asking why if we're going to be doing a show from SFX. It, it depends on you and Seb. Yeah. I won't be there. So Why not? Because <laughs> I think... You're done Spending with some... <laughs> you screw up. Yeah. I, I think spend, spending some time with my girlfriend is yeah, more important, and it's kind of our first anniversary close ah, to also. okay. So, you know, <laughs> good reason, I think. No, I, I don't think it's at the same time, but... It's close, so I can understand. I can see where that's a problem. That's it. Okay, we're close. Should be okay. And... Hello? Hello, Chris. Yes. Hi, this is Danny from Star Wars on the Rec. How are you, man? Fine, and you? Pretty good, pretty good, thanks. Cool. So you have some comments about uh, the six film and uh, how do you rank them? Yes, uh, I posted something on your message board earlier too. Okay. Uh, it's funny, it's a good question. I talk about with this with my friends all the time. And, uh, you know, I was thinking Sith is still so fresh in our minds and everything. It's so new. I'm having trouble with that one because I go back and forth, you know, where I put it in the list. But for me, Empire definitely is at the top. I okay. Mean, number one, I just, you just can't touch it. And for so many reasons. But the, what's interesting to me is the other one, talking about, you know, like Phantom Menace and clones and those ones that usually fall down towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. There's good stuff in all of them, you know, but I, I just think it's in regards to Phantom Menace, you know, because that's the one that gets beaten down the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not one of those incessant, you know, haters, jar, 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 <laughs> jar you know, I mean, I, I you know, what it is, I, I, I didn't like it so much, but it was part of the... Star Wars universe, you know, there's room for everything. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't an Ewok hater either. I, I, mean, I never really understood that. But, you know, Phantom Menace, I think it was more, not as much the story as Lucas, you know, uh, not flexing his directing muscles in a while and just jumping right back on like it was a bike. You know, I mean, I think that there was more to that than the actual story. What bugged me about Phantom Menace was it was, you know, two hours and 15 minutes of stuff he could have saved up for Sith. 
Mm-hmm. My biggest uh, complaint, and I'll get to the ranking in just a second, I just want to say that no my problem. thing about Sith is that I just felt the pacing was too fast. There was so much more story to be told, I thought. Mm-hmm. And he could have taken a cue from his buddy Peter Jackson, who just told the stories with Lord of the Rings, you know, and, and, and gave us a three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour movie. Which, I, I, you know, I'd never heard that many people complain about that. I sat through those multiple times, and, <laughs> and Revenge of the Sith was just too fast. There was, like, no bre- breath, you know. Mm-hmm. You just, like, it started, and boom, you know, two hours and 20 minutes later, you're like, you know, it charged all the way through. The, the, the uh, you know, turning to Darth Vader, all that stuff, it just happened. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. whoa, wait a minute. Butter me up a little bit here. He just <laughs> hammed us, you know? So kiss me first, right? Yeah, seriously. I mean, now, it, although, I, you know, I got to say, I really did like Sith. I mean, of the prequels, I liked it the most. I mean, mm-hmm. the music was awesome. I mean, it, there was so much, there were so many good things in it. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I come from the generation that sat through Star Wars in the theaters the first time, mm-hmm. the 70s, 80s, you know, all that stuff. So I, there's a little bit of bias, whether it's intentional or not, you know, because it's the nostalgia factor and you're... You know, you re- you try to compare them, and it's not really fair to try to compare the two trilogies. Because I mean, in one sense, it is because they're still part of the Star Wars universe. But uh, come on, I mean, it, you, you know, I talked to some of uh, my friends' kids or something who see these new ones now, and they love the prequels. Like mm-hmm. we love the, the the original trilogy, and you know, it's kind of neat to see that difference too. But if I had, if I was ab- absolutely pressed to put them in order, I, I you know, I'd have to put Phantom Menace just last, just because. I think he could have described most of that story in the crawl of the mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones, and we would have been done with it. We would have had an extra two hours to spend on Sith. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, aside from the Darth Maul fight, I thought that was awesome. But And then next clones, even though I loved Attack of the Clones, you got, i got to put it somewhere. you know. And then it gets a little hazy for me in the middle here. I think Re- Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, I kind of have a toss-up. I'm gonna, some days I'm like, ah, Sith, some days Jedi, I don't know. Um, but I think, so I, on, your, on your message board, I tied them okay. right, at number three. And then Star Wars, I, I absolutely refuse to call it A New Hope, even though I know it was the sub. <laughs> I It's Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. As far as I'm concerned, I grew up calling it Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. That's it. So I put Star Wars in number two just because I thought uh, Empire was just so much more interesting. It didn't tie everything up in with a nice little ribbon at the end. You know, you were left hanging, like breathless, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. What just happened? You know, and this, he, you know, I remember as a little kid, I was only like five or six years old when I saw it, and I thought... Darth Vader's his father? No, it can't be. He's lying. He's a bad man. You know, I was, like, really upset. I was like, this can't be. And then we had to wait, you know, three years or whatever it was for the next <laughs> one. So I just found that to be so impactful, too. Even as, even on a small mind at five, you know, I still remember every sensation of sitting there in that theater and watching that happen. And that whole I am your father thing. I mean, think about just the, I mean, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars effect on pop culture in general. Mm-hmm. It's been astonishing. But think about, like, The Empire Strikes Back. That one line... You know, uh, I am your father. Yeah. I mean, you go walk up to say that anybody you know, and they're like, oh, wait, Star Wars geek. I mean, you, they, they automatically equate yeah. that with Star Wars. I know it is. I think that's astonishing. You know, I mean, and I don't know, you know, if some of the other movies, the prequels especially, have that kind of impact where you can just walk up and say one line, except maybe, you know, may the force be with you, but that's kind mm-hmm. of in all of them. There's no but, big punchline in the prequels. I mean, you know, if there is, it's stuff that was warmed over from the first one. Like, right. I have a bad feeling about this, mm-hmm. or, you know, may the force be with you and all that stuff. Although, you know, I'm not, I don't really want to criticize the other ones, too, because I think they all have their place. But if I really, again, if I had to rank them, I'd put Menace last, Attack the Clones, Revenge of the Sith and Jedi, maybe a tie, and then Star Wars and an Empire at the top. I just, I just loved Empire. And, you know, I can't help but notice that, I don't know. Maybe it was that Lucas didn't direct that one too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, George Lucas is great, and he's. I think his strength lies in character creation. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and story creation. I don't know if he, I don't know if his directing chops are up to task, you know. And uh, you know, but whatever, it is what it is. I still, they're awesome. We all love them, you know. Even even my friends who who just can't stand the Phantom Menace, I, they secretly like it. I mean, it's part of the Star Wars universe, you know. So it's all good. You know, I mean, I'm still an insane person who buys all these ridiculous collectibles. I mean, I, I'm so far in debt because of this stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's all fun. We understand. <laughs> yeah, but those, that's as far as ranking it. I mean, today, I change a little bit from day to day as far as, you know, where Sith falls. But Empire, to me, it's, it's always going to be number one out of the six. And just for the record, how old are you? I am going to be 30 in a couple months, so okay. I, I was able to sit through that first one. Yeah, I was two, but I still sat through you know, in 77. So I'm 29 right now, I'll be 30 in a couple months. Nice. Well, thanks a lot, Chris. We hope you come back on the show uh, another time. Absolutely. Thank you. And just for curiosity, do you hear about us through iTunes? No, I have iTunes, but I didn't. I heard through uh, galactichunter.com. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All Thank right, you. man. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 Okay, who's next? So we have Simon. Simon. Who's Simon? Let's see if I can get this right. I think it, those are the same who, uh, in the message board. Yeah, I got here. Uh, Sir Tristram is the uh, is uh, Chris. So we won't read A his lot uh, of eights. Now, if I press here, we go. This. That's it. There we go. Oh, big big description. Awesome. May I please speak with Simon. Yeah, this is him. Hi, this is Brian from Star Wars on Direct. Okay, let me put my volume down. Uh, okay. Cool. I'll get the echo. We saw that the, in the on the message board you put a long description, so... Well, I've been a fan for a long time, so uh-huh. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, so you know, since day one, I've been a fan of Obi-Wan. You know, first time we ever see him, and he's like, yeah, I was a fan of your father and all that. And just the Clone Wars, that's why I put Attack of the Clones there first. Mm-hmm. You know, I always imagined the Clone Wars way would be, and like I put on the message board, I was kind of pissed off that, you know, it was Jango Fett's DNA, not some dark Jedi, you know. Mm-hmm. We also find out what a Sith is, because in uh, Phantom Menace, we never really find out what they are, when you think about it. Yeah, that's true. We know that there is a dark Jedi of some sort, but... <laughs> right, and then we find out that, you know, I wish that the lead scene with Dooku would be in there about the last 20s. Oh, Yeah. Probably will be in the uh, ultimate DVD thing. Yeah. No prisoners. DVD yeah. box set. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope it's coming. Yeah. So, how do you rank the Star Wars movies? Okay. So, it's Attack of the Clones. Okay. Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Empire. A New Hope. I just think New Hope's like a friendly little kid movie. And Phantom Menace, and then Jedi. It's a surprise uh, for me... For you to put Return of the Jedi at the last, maybe, uh, can you explain why? And the Ewoks. Okay. <laughs> you don't like the teddy bears? I don't like the little zip-up teddy bears. <laughs> Did you not have a teddy bear as a child? I had one. I had several, but can't stand the Ewoks. <laughs> okay. It's kind of strange, because that's my favorite. Mm. Oh. It, it was a ne- negative point of mine, the Ewoks. I would have liked it better if it would be what the original idea wa- uh, was, was it the uh, Wookiees? The Wookiees. The Ewoks are just so cute, and you know, Empire is so dark, and then you just have this little friendly Ewoks, and then the TV show just killed it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know, that's what killed it for me as a kid. But wow. the way I look at it, Phantom's just explaining what's going on, because if you never read any of the books and all that, I'm also looking at it, 
the point of view as someone that's watching them in order. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, that's the way they're designed to be eventually. I mean, eventually our kids will see them in order and they won't be like, hey, how come the special effects look really good in the first three and then they look really bad in the last four, I mean, the last three. Yeah, on the message board you mentioned that uh, Revenge of the Sith is not as, uh, let me see... No, I think Revenge is more dark. Yeah, uh, you put... Uh, yeah, I got much into the book. The novel, I think, is amazing. Mm -hmm. that, that and and you ask the, the people that they probably don't... You're not sure how emotional this can be for someone who has never read Labyrinth of Evil. Right, I think Labyrinth of Evil is the best Star Wars novel or anything, of anything, out there. That's mm -hmm. the, it's really good. Uh, it's probably... Uh, Second to maybe Revenge of the Sith for me, but interesting. I like that Clone Wars time because you know seeing that little kid hearing about the Clone Wars and just it's such a deep book and there's so much stuff and they go on their little adventures and that's where you really find out their friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Simon, are you uh, of the generation that saw the mo uh, the, the original tri trilogy uh, at the theaters? Yep, I saw Empire when I was three years old. Cool. And you know what? I hate saying it because apparently my generation doesn't like saying it. But I like the prequels more than the original trilogy. That's strange. But I'm also a big Obi-Wan Kenobi fan. But I think in the prequel, Obi-Wan's one of the best characters. I think he, so. For me, he's always been the greatest Jedi ever. Mm -hmm. No, it's not Anakin. He is the incarnation of what is a Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the true Jedi. And there's that whole entire chapter in the book that says, you know, this is what it's like to be Obi-Wan Kenobi right now. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> really cool. So thanks a lot, Simon. We'll probably read your uh, all your old post <laughs> okay. later on. So right. thanks a lot, and we hope you come back on the show uh, other times. All right. Thanks. Bye. 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 Nice. Now, Nathan? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, let me double check. Is he still... Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think this one is programmed. <laughs> Let's hope so. Because I'm not very good at doing the buttons. Okay. I'm not no, Sebastian, Sebastian is good. You can yeah. talk while typing. And, I, I'm know. not very good with phones. I rely mostly on, you know, I am mm -hmm. to get to talk to anyone. Or also just yell like, Mom, I'm going to talk. That's it. Yeah. So, is Hello. Hey, Nathan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good. So, how did you uh, rank the movie? I would say, um, I would say it would probably go if you're going from best to worst, or uh -huh. not worst, but you know, uh, I would say three, two, five, six, four, one. So I would put Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones um, only only together up there at the top. I really enjoyed okay. Revenge of the Sith. It's definitely my favorite of the six. Is it because of the political plot or... Uh... I think not so much the, the the fact that it's a political plot, but yeah, it's got, it seems like it has more layers to it. You know, you've got more things going on as opposed to being a, a much more straightforward kind of good versus evil type of story. You don't necessarily always know where it's going. You get to see Palpatine kind of messing around behind the scenes and whatnot. You don't really get very much of that. Mm-hmm. In the classic trilogy, you got a lot of the you know character arcs and that sort of thing, but you don't really have the big 
grandiose galaxy-altering type of events going on, at least not in terms of, like, long story arcs. You just got the, the few battles, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And after that, the, the original trilogy, uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, why is it the first uh, of the three in the original trilogy? Um, basically just because of, of how it sort of fits in as a linchpin for yeah. everything else. It's, it's the one that reveals... You know, of course, that, that Vader is Luke's father. We start to bring some of those threads together. It brings Yoda back into the picture. It's sort of the, it's almost like if you take the prequels and the classics, the real, the strong ties between the two trilogies don't really start being tied in until you get into Empire because Yoda's still absent. You don't know a whole lot of what has gone on in the past. It's sort of like A New Hope kind of pulls the same thing that The Phantom Menace did. It's kind of an introductory story. But then if you really want to get the depth, you got to see how everything ties in backwards and forwards. And you can almost... Uh, there, there, are, there are elements, of course, that tie in between Episode 3 and Episode 4. But I think Episode 5 is the one where those really start to be fleshed out and you start asking the big questions. Not necessarily, you know, you know, well, why was his father killed? Well, that's when you learn his father wasn't killed. He turned to the dark side and gets the more interesting question that will kind of lead you back into the prequel stuff. Cool. And Phantom Menace last. Uh, yeah, just because it's it, it it serves itself well, I guess, as as what it was meant to be, which I guess was the fourth episode to be released. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that it really even holds up to what Lucas says it was meant to be, which was to be the very first out of six. It okay. doesn't spend enough time introducing things. Like you watch A New Hope, and you get an introduction to what is the Force and what are the Jedi and that sort of thing. Whereas it seems like it, they sort of take for granted a lot of the things that Star Wars fans would already have known when you watch Episode One. So if you go through and try to watch it one through six, I don't think it really holds its weight as the first episode mm-hmm. in the series the way it's supposed to. It's a good thing that in '77 he didn't begin with the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, he, either that, or or I'd be curious to look back and see, you know, if he had gone through and made Phantom Menace first or made an Episode One first how much of the dialogue that we got about the Force and things like that in Episode 4 that would have been transplanted back. Mm-hmm. How many different conversations between Luke and Obi-Wan might not have existed because the, the fans would already have known about the Force, kind of like it was done with the Phantom Menace. That's true. And you know the I am your father wouldn't be a surprise at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, an, that's another thing about it. You know, if For all the shock value that that had, to watch it one through six... I, th- th- there is no shock value, you know. It's like it's like, oh no, it's not true. Well, yeah, everybody knows it. <laughs> so why why you want in Luke, you know? That uh, sort of thing. It's more the uh, emotion you want to see what Luke will respond to that. That's the other side of the uh, of the the story, yeah. you know. If you watch the original trilogy first. It's the I am your father from Darth Vader, but if you go one through six, you know Darth Vader is his father, but you want to see his how reaction. his reaction, Luke's reaction to uh, Vader saying that he is his father. Yeah. I, I, whenever people ask me what order you should watch him in, I've always said that you should go through and watch the classics and then the prequels, even now that they're all done, just because not only do you get you know the whole, you know if you're totally new to it, you get the shock of the I am your father thing, but also, probably the one with the biggest emotional pulls to it, at least to me, especially in the last few scenes, was Revenge of the Sith. And you yeah. want to end your viewing experience on something that's really impactful and really emotional, not something that's just kind of a pat celebratory ending. And I don't know. I, I find that Return of the Jedi is very emotional. 
No. Not as much a celebration once they go back to Endora that's kind of fluffy and cheesy and, ooh, the Ewoks. Or, yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of cheesy. But before that, when they're on the Death Star, come on, that's emotional. That's emotional, but... It is. Luke is saying goodbye to his father, and his father is telling him, like, you, you're better than me. As, as the emotional thread of a, an entire film, it seems like that... The comparison I usually make is that, is that episode six is basically the Matrix revolutions of Star Wars. It's the one that... Oh, God, no. That movie is horrible. It <laughs> crams so much of, you know, here's a little bit of nuance, here's a little bit of emotional development, mm-hmm. but it's basically 80% climax battle or climax action sequences. And you of get course. A it's the last one. Characters and emotional scenes in there, but certainly Revenge of the Sith, at least from... I mean, from almost beginning through end, you get the the different emotional arcs carrying through the entire mm-hmm. film, not just kind of popping their heads up every now and then to remind you that they're there. Mm-hmm. As a new uh, viewer, I would go four, five, six, one, two, three, just because because the original trilogy uh, leaves some loose ends and it it makes you it makes you think. And viewing the episode one, two, three after that. You get you get the answer, so you have you have to to think about it. Uh. See, I'm gonna go totally different here. I'm gonna go four, five, one, two, three, and then six. What? <laughs> Pretty confusing. Well, you watch f- four and four and five, and then you see Luke, and then he says, "I'm your father." Then you go back to A New Hope, er, or sorry, The Phantom Menace, and you see Anakin, and then you see him fall. Yeah. And then you see his redemption, like a, like an expansive flashback. Yeah, that's exactly. A, that's a good point. I I should that's try that. That <laughs> you need you need to have like Wayne and Garth over there going. You go from one trilogy to the other without it being being jarring. The thing, one of the things that a couple of Chrono Radio listeners pointed out after we had talked about it a little bit on the show was they don't even look at it in terms of story. A lot of them say we you should do four, five, six. One, two, three, just because of the techno- technological aspects to the, the special effects. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have that jarringness of going from, look at how expansive and CG-filled it is, and now look at it being so much more you know, contained because there just was so much stuff they couldn't do. And even when they went through and added special edition changes, you, know, you still can't add a bunch of huge galaxy-spanning mm-hmm. you know, visuals because that's just not what the stories were sort of meant to be. So they would say... You know, don't even worry about the story. Take it from a technological standpoint that you don't, you know, that you don't feel like you're going from maybe watching the new Battlestar Galactic into <laughs> the old. You know, that sort of. That's it. I can't. I can't imagine young kids watching the the prequels and then w- <laughs> watching the original trilogy, saying, "Well, that's so lame <laughs> visually." You know what? I don't can, at least now they can watch the classics on DVD. Yeah. The first I, I've known some people who have watched Star Wars for the first time. They watched the DVDs, and then they were like, wait, we got to watch them on VHS? Where's the DVDs at? Come on. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Well, at least we've got those. At least we've got the DVDs now. So, uh, before we leave you, when is uh, the next Chrono Radio coming up? Next one uh, should be August 1st. We're doing a, a kind of a two-part thing, one on whether the Force can be seen more as psi powers or magic or something else, and the other to try to see if there are any parallels for real between Star Wars and Harry Potter that some websites seem to start digging up. Because we just, of course, the new Harry Potter book had just come out. I finished reading it after two days, I guess it was. But we keep wow. running, we're keeping all the Harry Potter spoilers out of it. We recorded it before the, the new book came out, specifically to make sure that nothing accidentally got slipped in there. But 
So no, what did you think of the book, Nathan? August, August 1st is when, is when the next one's coming in. And if I'm right, then I think we've got 18 more to go, and then that's the end, mm-hmm. probably. Because I'm thinking of uh, May 2005, as, or 2005, 2007. That's probably the last episode, but... Uh, but yeah, I'm just, just kind of in the planning stages on my last stuff right now. Nathan, what did you think of the last Harry Potter book? Last Harry Potter book, not to give away too yeah. much, it's... I would say it's it wasn't probably as enjoyable at, to me as Goblet of Fire because that one kind of really brought together all the different, you know, action elements and all that stuff. It was certainly the mo- the one that revealed the most, this new one. Um, I like learning about all the stuff. It feels... It feels almost like Attack of the Clones did in the sense that I felt like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith could kind of have been, could kind of be considered one story where one's entire purpose is to set up the other one. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. It feels like... It's it all set up for book seven? setting up whatever the heck's going to happen in seven. Because there really wasn't a lot of... No, there wasn't a whole lot of action. There wasn't a whole lot of major, huge things. It was more like, here's the backstory. Here's what you know is going to have to be done in the next one. And now... Now, we'll see in a couple of years for the continuation of the story. <laughs> it basically, that's what it was. <laughs> to be continued. There, I think oh, there crap. Was, there was, there was one action good. sequence. I mean, there, was, there was a lot of surprise. I mean, I mean the tie-ins... The, the tie-ins back into Chamber of Secrets. And, the, and they, they, there have been rumors for a while that Rowling had kept saying, well, there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to do in Chamber of Secrets, but I decided to bump it all to the sixth book. And there's going to be stuff that'll come up in the sixth book that'll that you'll realize that there was something much more impactful in Chamber of Secrets than you ever realized, and all this kind of stuff. So to see it kind of tie back in, that was pretty cool, and I really liked, I like where the story is going. It's just, you know, it it was a very good book for what it was meant to do. I would, I yeah. would not place it beyond Goblet of Fire, but I would probably say, you know, maybe, maybe second in the series if we were to go. Oh, boy, I, I ranked it really low. I, I was not one of my, it's not my favorites at all. I just ever most of the people um, that that I know who who read the Harry Potter books have mostly said their favorite was probably Order of the Phoenix because it was so impactful and so dark and so different from the rest. And I don't know I'm kind of looking for that whole spirit of adventure thing that this one seemed to have. It was almost like Order of Phoenix was Order of the Phoenix was too dark, and this one brought it back up again, kind of you know out of the darkness a tiny bit. But it's just kind of setting up for so much stuff to come that it was it yeah. really couldn't. Like, if you were to just read this one as a standalone book... No, you couldn't. Yeah, you really couldn't. I mean, you could read most of the other ones as a standalone and get little tidbits of the background from other people and be like, oh, well, what happened in book one? And they could tell you a little bit about it, and you'd, you'd be good to go, or you could watch the movie and be good to go. This one... I don't know how this one's going to work as a movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I, I, I think the same thing for, like, number four and five, because... Yeah, like, know. number four, that, that you could see is kind of ending on a cliffhanger. Number five... That's going to be tough. There's so much stuff. It has There's a little so resolution, maybe kind of a cliffhanger to it. This one, you know, aside from the fact it's just freaking long, <laughs> I'm not sure how, you know, they're going to wind up with that same... There's not. A- there's no action. There's little there's action. Li- well, there's a little action probably in the last... Yeah, but you're not there for the action. You, you're like... You're not, you're not really there so much as you, as, you know, you get a little bit of the action as Harry's kind of like running through and all that kind of stuff after... Yeah. Yeah, after he's able, that sort of thing. Well, we have enough uh, material to do a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly do. <laughs> so, well, thanks a lot, Nathan. Uh, you're quite welcome. We'll see you ra- around, and uh, maybe I will hear myself in the next Chrono Radio, or w- will it be uh, later? 
Uh, it'll be it'll be either August or October. Rich is going to let me know by by this weekend whether or not he can get me his segment. And if he does, we'll go with the planned order of being Rich, then you, then Robbie. If not, I'll go ahead and put you into the August one, and then Rich will probably be the one in October. So August or October, you guys will get a, a kind of a glimpse behind the scenes of Star Wars on Direct on Chrono Radio, which is kind of weird. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nathan. Uh, no problem. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, we're, we will read some, I think we got a comment in the blog, so I'm going to go ahead and read that. Just do a refresh to make sure we don't have another one. Okay, it's from, we got two actually. One from I5WQ. Uh, since there are only two Star Wars movies, but Jedi is my favorite film, so I take exception to the title. Oh, okay, he was referring to Revenge of Empire. Sebastian put the Revenge of uh, or Empire in the title, but uh, I- I5WQ mentioned that it's Jedi's favorite. And uh, second is I12 BA Jedi. Uh, his rank is uh, Return of the Jedi first, Revenge of the Sith second, A New Hope third, Attack of the Clone fourth, The Empire Strikes Back fifth, and The Phantom Menace sixth. I rank Jedi and Sith uh, in the top two spots because of their extreme emotion, great story, fantastic duels, and awesome music. Just for the fact I'm 16 years old, soon to be 17, and I don't think my ranking of the movie will ever change. Oh, I was a help. There you go. So, uh, okay, you're still in the chat. I'm gonna go ahead and read. Gonna turn. <laughs> you should read <laughs> what's in the uh, message board. I'm gonna go with Ikasra. With he e- e- ranked, he uh, rate. Rated the movie instead of ranking. So he's got uh, Sith in first spot, then it's Attack of the Clones, and then there's Menace, and then he's got uh, five and six tied, and then last and is New Hope. A New Hope. At last. Damn. He's pretty harsh, but he's just a yeah, kid. Yeah, for uh, at 16, he, ra- he ranks the prequel in front of the original trilogy. Uh, is the ranking different between generations? I believe it does. Anyone under age of 18 craves for action. It's a fact. Anyone over that age also likes the emotional aspect, the characters and the romance. I like episode 1, 2, 3 because there are a lot more action. The lightsaber duel of episode 1, the battle of journalists in episode 2 and all of the fights in episode 3. That's why the older generation like the classics trilogy. I grew up with the uh, with the newer ones, but they grew up with the classic, and they enjoy the emotional stuff a lot more. That's also my take of it. I before I did my mathematical ranking, yeah. it was the original trilogy, then Revenge of the Sith. But I can see now that Revenge of the Sith is as I as Empire Strikes Back for me. Yep. So that's my new ranking. <laughs> awesome. The true. Of physics. <laughs> okay, can go. I'm gonna read this one, and uh, you read the the Jedi Simon one. Okay, we've talked to uh, <laughs> to Chris a little bit uh, earlier. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead with w- basically what he wrote on the message board. First is Empire. 
He says this is simply one of the greatest motion picture ever made and is incomparable to the other in the series for a myriad of reasons I may elaborate later. <laughs> Second is Star Wars. I am of the original Star Wars generation and I refuse to call it a new hope. I never have and never will. Great film. Started it all. Nostalgia up the wazoo. Third is Jedi. Return of the Jedi, of course. I never understood the complaining about the Ewoks. This is a fine film with a magnificent ending, excluding the new addition of the alternate song of the Ewok village at the end. What a downer. The uh, Yub Nub song of Celebrate the Love was so much more fitting and climactic. Bad, bad move changing it. I would say also changing the song in the uh, Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Changing from a more disco song to a rock song. Yeah. Which was too long for my taste. Yeah. I know. Tied at third with Jedi is Revenge of the Sith. This is a strange one for me since it is still fresh. I need to fill it out more. I have seen it five times and I feel I have some of the strong, it, it has some of the strongest music in all the series. That adds a lot to the emotional level of the film as a whole for me. The emotions are running high anyway. It is a wonderful time to be had and I love it. But my chief complaint is the pacing of the film. It was really just too fast. Lucas didn't leave himself enough room after the first two prequels to fit the bulk and most anticipated part of the story in. I wish he had taken a cue from his younger fellow filmmaker Peter Jackson and just made the movie, regardless regardless of its running time. Fifth is Attack of the Clones. I enjoyed this film. Good solid addition to the Star Wars universe. Last but not least, Phantom Menace. Let's just say that while the incredible battle between Jedi and Sith in this film final chapter was brilliant, Lucas could have saved up some time to spend on revenge of the Sith by making this film primarily described in the crawl scrolling opener of Attack of the Clone. It was mostly wasted to set up time. He needed to serious dust off his director's chair before he made this. It is obvious he didn't do that. And that's basically it. That's true. We could have a, a crawl. Anakin Skywalker, born on Tatooine, uh, yeah. you know, was brought up by uh, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi. Blah 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 blah. Could talk of Darth Maul in the and that's it. You know. Yeah. Cool. And anyway, Eli Simon. So, for him, as we spoke with him, mm-hmm. uh, he rates Attack of the Clones because he remembers hearing about the Clone Wars, and it's exactly what he wanted to see. So that's why it's his first. I was disappointed because of the they didn't uh, use a dark Jedi for the DNA of the clones. So I think that would have made them like force users, and I think that would have maybe crossed the line personally. Mm-hmm. And he finds it in second place, Revenge of the Sith, because it's the most arid- most emotional of the films, and um, it has like the darker end, and uh, it's more powerful for him than Empire Strikes Back. So, you know, again, more emotional. And then episode four, and then it's, you know, the whole childhood thing. And the twins and what happens in the movie. And then 
episode one because you know it's the beginning of the story and for him it's the introduction of the whole world to Star Wars and if you think about it we don't know what Jedi are at this time and we sure don't know anything about the Sith I would have kept Darth Maul as the uh, the apprentice main main villain villain, yeah I would have too because I I think Dooku is you know could have been replaced easily yeah and that basically his grievances against Return of the Jedi is because of the Ewoks. Ouch. I didn't mind the Ewoks that much. If you take away the Ewoks, it's one of the perfect movie. So, okay. uh, we have another one. Freezer ranks A New Hope purely for the whole Death Star, Death Star mission. mission. That's and one of my favorite action scenes in the saga, the Death Star uh, attack. And then Empire, what can you say? Perfect script, power, very powerful lines. Fett Luke with his time with Yoda, and of course the duel. That's where we learned about the Force. And exactly. That's why Empire Strikes Back is a so important powerful. movie, powerful yeah. movie. And Sith, because it's a pure adrenaline ride. So it's Order 66, mm-hmm. all the Jedi we've grown to know since The Phantom Menace, and then through the prequels, you, uh, Expanded Universe, are minced, and again the duel, and a perfect ending. And then Jedi... Jabba and the whole rescue of Han, the Death Star showdown, but the Ewoks really killed it. From the rawness of Empire to the battle of all six movies involving Ewoks. <laughs> uh, Menace, the introduction of everything in the first appearance of the true Jedi, but mainly the nostalgia for that summer and the storm of all the Star Wars all over again. Uh, for clones, he says, okay, I love clones purely for the Clone Wars, but I didn't really buy the first three quarters of the film, but great movie, but nothing on the others. And he's 17. Cool. So it's interesting. It, 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 I, it, I don't think it's that much. I don't think people, people I think, are taking this really way too seriously. Way too seriously. The generational gap. Because you can see my brother rated, you know, he's nine years old and he rated Return of the Jedi up there. And mm-hmm. then Revenge of the Sith. And then the two, the other two classic Original, movies. Yeah. So, and he's not that much different from me. How old is he? He's nine years old. Okay. And he, I think uh, Phantom Menace was his first Star Wars movie. Okay. And then he kind of like, he'd always, we, we, you know, family watches Star Wars every now and then, and he'd, wa- he'd see some. He usually falls asleep halfway through it. So but he is in a, a sci-fi, sci-fi drowned yeah, environment. Yeah, really, <laughs> sci-fi is everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, he... he, he, he he liked more sci-fi movies, even if they, they're older movies, you know. Yeah. He, he likes sci-fi, not just like uh, great appealing movies. He's actually the least sci-fi of all of us. Oh. That's scary. He, he will become... Yeah. He will turn... He'll turn very quickly, I'm sure. He's <laughs> just too young yet to appreciate sci-fi. Cool. So, that's basically it. So. Do you have another post? Nope. Nope. And there are uh, no more comments from the chat. If anyone has anything else to say, I don't believe they do. So, we are going to go on to the next show, which will be next Tuesday, July 26th. And it will be Star Wars on Direct number 48. The book Anticipation, the real-life story of Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. By Jonathan Bowen. And also we will be talking about The Dark Nest, The Joiner King. But basically, uh, just some detail because the book is coming out on that date. Ah. So we won't be reviewing it So yet. we can read the back cover, basically. Yeah, 
something like that, or let's see the, if there's a persona, a dramatist persona in it with all the characters. So we get to see who's in it. That's it. I hope I will have received my copy <laughs> by I hope so, by too. Then. So if you have any comments about the show or would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swendirect.com or leave us a message on our blog or our message board on tsfpn.com. Uh, to be a partner or sponsor, send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest you talk about it around yourself and to your friends. Word of mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring your friend to the next show, add our URL to your message board signatures, and other such wonderful things. We'd like to thank our sponsors, FederationToys.com, SithClan.net, our web host, Simple-Net.ca, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network at tsfpn.com. Our partners, AnakinAndHisAngel.com, NerfHerderAnonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors. TheFurryConflict.com, Trek Wars, The Furry Conflict Audio Drama, MillenniumFalcon.com, Galactic Hunter, Keeping Collectors on Target, T-Bone, Star Wars Universe, and the Galactic Senate Message Board, available at StarsWithAZ.com. The Star Wars... Fanworks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio. All links are available in the partner section of our website. And which basically, which is? Which is StarWarsOnDirect.com. That's it. EN Direct for those. EN Direct. That's it. Uh, basically, a reminder that uh, our message board is at tsfspn.com. We are now available on iTunes, and soon uh, all our show will be archived. On, our t- on iTunes also you will So be don't able try not to abuse our bandwidth too much <laughs> Basically that's it And uh, we hope to see you next week On Star Wars on Direct The voice of Star Wars fandom This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet Webmasters, online gamers Or administrators of e-business At SimpleNet we will always have a solution To meet your needs You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. to visit www.swonzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target.
StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. This show is part of the Out of This World Entertainment on the Sci-Fi Podcast Network. TSFPN.com. Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while.